This is the Perfectly Mentored Podcast with your host, Jason Portnoy. What do you see as some of the biggest mistakes entrepreneurs are making today and, and how can they fix it? Number one is picking the wrong business. Uh, I think a lot of people fail because they're, they're just chasing opportunity and they don't actually ever really love the thing. You know, I think entrepreneurs typically find a, find a hole and fill it. You find the need and you just, you solve it, but you have to actually like the process of doing it, right? What a lot of people make the mistake of doing, especially in their first business is you look at whatever list of top businesses to start for this year. You know, podcast is one of them. I'm going to be a podcaster, but okay, but you better like talking to people. You know, you, <laughs> you better enjoy actually having conversations with people because otherwise that podcast, even though it's the right strategy, it's not going to work out for you because you're going up against people who love the thing. And if you're going up against people who love it and for you, it's just a strategy, you're going to lose every single time. And so of all the people that I profiled and, and learned from, mega successful people, the, the number one rule is that they love the thing, the thing, the process, the actual like doing of the work they like. And yes, the results come and, and that's great, but that's kind of keeping track and counting score where it's like the actual showing up to the work really matters. So I think most entrepreneurs when they're getting started, they don't, they don't do that. They're looking just for the opportunity, just for the dollars and making money is important. This is not running a charity and even charities need to make money. <laughs> Because that's another problem as entrepreneurs who chase their passion, but they never figure out how to monetize it. Now you're stuck uh, working the evenings and weekends on your business, but because you never figured out how to monetize it, it never becomes the thing. And so you never get to spend your full time in it. You never get to have the impact that you want to have. You never get to provide the life for your family and yourself that you want to create. And so people often fall into one of those two camps of, okay, I'm, I'm just doing this for the money. And then they, they rarely make the big money. Or I'm, I'm just going to do something I love, but then they never figure out how to make it of value to other people. And they, they just bought themselves a hobby. And it's really in that combination that most people miss. It's like, what do you love doing with what brings value to other people? That's a winning recipe for a good business. I'm curious, piggybacking on, on your thought here, if you think that's one of the major reasons businesses fail, because you could go into it, you love the idea, you're going with it. But do you really love the idea enough to face rejection? Because let's be honest, in the beginning of your entrepreneurial journey, not everyone's throwing their credit card at you. You're going to have to deal with a lot of no's. You have to you get punched in the face a little bit and get back up. Do you love the process and the showing up enough to keep getting back up? And do you think that's why a lot of people just, most business fail? Because they don't. Yeah, I, there's, there's a lot of difficulties in setting up a business. And that's why loving the process is the thing that gets you through because otherwise it's so difficult. Like the idea of launching a podcast might be a great idea, but then you got you to gotta book guests and you got to set up the gear and you got to figure out the editing and the software and all. It's like, not just the glitz and glamour of, hey, I get to talk to celebrities on my show. <laughs> yeah, fair but enough. But the thing that kind of gets you through it is feeling like this is going to matter and not having to feel like it's work, right? So for example, people ask me, well, how many hours a day do you work? Well, I don't know. What's work? Like, is this work? Because talking to Jason doesn't feel like work to me, right? So uh, it's kind of, it, I think it should be hard to, to blur the lines. This is fun. This is, this is my purpose. This is what I love waking up and doing. And so I think most entrepreneurs just fall into one of those two camps of they either just, they don't love it enough. And so they quit for a, a bunch of reasons, right? They quit because it gets too hard. They quit because they can't deal with the rejection. They quit because somebody looks at, they listen to their first show and they tell them they're stupid. They quit 
because they're afraid that people will watch it. They quit because they're afraid people won't watch it. <laughs> you know, we quit for a whole bunch of reasons. But at the end of the day, if you love it, it's the thing that keeps you going through. But loving it alone isn't enough. That means you have a hobby. You have to figure out how to bring value to other people so that you can afford to build this into a business and hire a team. So it's not just you doing everything for the rest of your life and keeping it super small. I got you on the show, so I'd, I'd be stupid not to pick your brain and get tactical for a second here. You grew a yeah. YouTube channel into over 3 million subscribers. If you could give, because uh, I think that's what everyone wants, right? Everyone wants a YouTube channel that everyone's watching and that everyone's uh, a subscriber to, right? So if you could give five, I guess, tactical, actionable tips for listeners in order to grow their YouTube audience, what would it be? Okay, I'll start talking and you tell me when I hit five. <laughs> hey, if, we fin if we finish up the rest of this time here with you just giving tips on that, I think I think it would be a pretty good show. Okay, so, okay. So well, let's, let's start and we'll just go and you tell me when to stop. Um, cool. It's funny, I actually just covered this in, in one of my training programs this morning. Like if you, if you could start over on your YouTube channel now, this year, and you know what you know, but you don't know who you know, right? So I can't use my contacts or friends. I'm a no name, but I know what I know. What would I do to get started? Um, number one is expect to suck. So I think the mindset is the biggest thing that holds people back. We find all sorts of reasons why we can't do it. I hated my videos for up to 350 videos in. I couldn't watch my own videos back. I thought they were, it was just too embarrassing. To I'm watch like that back. too, by the way. I can't listen to my podcast back. Yeah, so. 350 videos in before I wasn't completely embarrassed by what I was doing. And then 700 until I inspired myself. So 700 where I watched it is like, you know what? I think I'm kind of getting good at this. You know, like there might be hope for me. <laughs> 700 videos in. And uh, so most people just, they just quit too soon. And could I have gotten better? Yes. Could I have asked for help faster? Yes, for sure. And it's still a mountain that you have to climb. And so you just expect to suck. Like, how did I keep going? Well, I, I didn't expect to be great. This is a big challenge for people. I think we, we look at, if you're going to start a podcast, or you're going to start a YouTube channel, you look at people you know, maybe you look at Joe Rogan and say, wow, well, this guy is so great. And so you know what good really looks like. And then you think, well, I'm not going to be Joe Rogan. You know, if Joe Rogan's like A plus, I'm probably like a B minus. I feel like I could be a B minus to Joe Rogan, you know, but. That feels reasonable. I, I ask good questions. I know what I'm doing, right? And then you sit down to make your first episode and you, it's not a B minus. It's like a F. <laughs> it's a big F. It's a big fail. It's like, so you, don't, you didn't expect to be great, but you end up being way worse than you thought you were going to be. And that's where a lot of people quit. You know, you quit because you're, you're, you really suck. And so expect to suck. Why do you think you're going to be great at the beginning of anything? right? It's a skill that you learn. How do you get better at the skill? Well, you practice. You can model success. You can get coaching. You can learn, but you still have to acquire that skill through repetition. So number one is just expect to suck. Don't go in thinking that you're going to be great. Expect it to be terrible. And if it's not completely terrible, then you've done a good job. Now, when I say that, it, it may sound harsh, but don't internalize it as you suck, right? I think you're amazing for giving it your shot. It's just expect to not be good at the skill set. That's all. So expect to suck out of the gate. That, that's it's the best. Next, um, be really strategic. So, in terms of picking the content, what I would do is one of two things. One, I would look at who do I think is the biggest in my industry. So when I got started, um, one of the people I looked to was Grant Cardone because we was at the same agency, right? So as I was building up my channel. Man, it took me four years to get to 7,000 subscribers or something like that. 
So that was a really slow growth. Like year one, I had 25 subscribers. <laughs> Your listeners are probably already ahead of me. And I uh, joined an agency in New York and I said, hey, who's the number one person here? And they said, Grant Cardone. It's like, okay, I'm going to beat Grant Cardone on YouTube. He doesn't even care about me. He doesn't even know I exist, but I am going to go beat him on YouTube. Uh, and, and that became a source of inspiration, like a, a, a fake kind of competition. And so if, if you can think of who in your industry has done really well on YouTube or in podcasting, look at what videos they've made and sort by most popular. Like on YouTube, you can just go to their channel, sort by most popular, see what they're talking about, and then make your version of it. Wherever it makes sense. If Grant's talking about entrepreneurship, I can do that. If Grant's talking about real estate, it's not really my jam. So I'm going to ignore those videos. But look at all the people in your industry who have done really well and then lift their titles. Now, I don't even need you to watch the content. Don't make, don't, don't, I don't care what they're saying in their videos, but you're just taking inspiration for a title because your goal becomes ultimately to rank in YouTube after their videos. So they watch those videos. That's a good title. We're going to make our version of it, right? The goal isn't to be a, a Grant Cardone Jr. The goal is to be you, but you're taking titles that have proven to work. The second thing is based off of keywords. So if you're going to go to YouTube and do a search, think about a video that you might call, you know, what me and maybe something around motivation. Um, the difference between motivation and inspiration could be really big or how to start a business versus how to start a company versus how to be an entrepreneur. For me, it's, it's, it all means the same thing, but the keyword choice could make a really, really, really big difference. So what you want to do is you go to YouTube, type in, go to the search box, make, some, make a title that you think you would make a video on before you actually go record it and see what's showing up. And the key thing to look for is look for the videos that have more views on them than subscribers. More views on a video than subscribers. Most channels don't have that. Most channels might have 10 or 20 videos that have more views than subscribers and all the other videos have less views than subscribers. What that means is that video did incredibly well for them. And so it's a really good topic. And so sometimes just in the wording choice of how we call it, for me, starting a business, starting a company, starting as an entrepreneur, all mean the same thing. My advice would be exactly the same, but the packaging of it really, really makes a big difference for it being able to be exposed to new audience. So that's pretty tactical for how you can you know, find topics. But before that still is the mindset, right? The expect the suck. Uh, Three would be, I would create a consistent schedule that I had to follow. One of the biggest things that people don't do is they just don't follow through. You start and you stop and you start and you stop and you get motivated and you don't do it anymore. If it's not in your calendar, it doesn't happen, right? Like this is in both of our calendars. If, if we waited for the time to be inspired to make it happen, it's probably not happening because you're off on your busy day. I'm off doing other things. But the fact that we put it in our calendar for this time, here we are both showing up ready to go, right? You have to do that for your content. You know, you, you, won't, you won't stay consistent on it if you just hope to be inspired, right? Now, I'll still make videos when I feel inspired. I, I still might be walking down the street with my wife and I pull up my phone and film something because something hit me. But most of the content I make is because I have blocked off time in my calendar and as a busy entrepreneur, if you're a part-time entrepreneur and you have a day job and you have kids and uh, all the other responsibilities, you quickly find that there's, there's zero time in your calendar. So you have to start by blocking off chunks, right? An hour a week, two hours a week, three hours a week, when, whenever works in your calendar, but you have to block off the time to stay consistent. The thing that only helped me was consistency. You know, I was too afraid to ask for help at the beginning. I was nervous. I was shy. I was an introvert. I thought I sucked. 
Uh, I couldn't watch my content back. I didn't know anything about gear. I, I couldn't edit for my life. Like, I don't know, every, every problem that we all think about when we first start, the only thing I had going for me was I just kept going. <laughs> We've done over 11,000 videos now on the channel. Not all of them are public, but uh, that's a lot of content, 11,000 videos over 12 years. Um, and that's just on the main channel, let alone all the other ones that we've done. So, you know, it's almost a thousand videos a year. That's crazy. Um, so showing so showing up is 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 a, is the major part. It's definitely it's definitely a major part. I mean, you you kind of have to really suck to not get good at something if you have done it yeah eleven thousand twelve thousand times, right? Uh, now, I think I think a lot of people can get there faster, right? I I, I was really slow. Um, YouTube also, when I started, was not an educational platform. So nobody was going to watch long form educational videos that didn't exist in 2009. Now YouTube is the number one place people go. They're not going to go to textbooks to learn how to do things anymore. They go to YouTube when they say, how do I X and videos show up, right? That could be you. Um, so for a lot of people who are trying to get started, maybe this moves to the fourth point. People ask, is it, is it too soon? Or sorry, is it, am I too late? Am I too late to get going? Like, no, this is so early. YouTube's been around for 2009, but for education and thought leadership, that's more where I am. You know, if you're in music or you're doing slime channels or something else, I don't, I can kind of give you some advice, but I'm not the expert yeah. at it. But, but inside of thought leadership and education, it's still so early. Go look at whatever you're an expert at go type it into YouTube and see what videos are showing up and watch those videos and tell me that you don't have better information than the people who are currently making the content. First, you'll find there aren't that many people talking about it, a handful of people talking about it with giant volume of people searching for it. So you got this giant domain and really limited supply. And the supply isn't even that quality for the most part. So they might be more comfortable in front of the camera than you are, but that's an easier skill to pick up than actually having decades of knowledge to be able to share. Hey everyone, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed that episode. Thank you for your attention. And if you made it this far, you're clearly somebody who wants to take their business to the next level. You want to get better. And I understand that being an entrepreneur sometimes can feel like a little bit of a lonely journey, which is why being part of a thriving community of like-minded people is just so important. It was super helpful in my own development as well. And as is the ability to instantly get answers to the questions you may have in order to grow and scale your business. It's for that reason why I launched a consulting coaching program called the Market Domination Method. And guess what? If you're listening to this and you hear this, we're open for applications right now for new members to join. So to request an invitation or to book a free diagnostic call, call it a game plan call. I'll literally sit with you and demonstrate the value that we could bring to your business on that call. Let's jump on a call. Uh, we'll discuss ways you could possibly grow your business. Head on over to jportnoy.com, J-P-O-R-T-N-O-Y.com. You'll find all the different ways you could work together. It's gonna be the best business decision you'll make. So hope to speak soon. Head on over to jportnoy.com, book that free game plan call, and I look forward to talking to you soon.